Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. This is episode 23 of the Awesomers.com podcast. And as always, you can go to the Awesomers.com slash 23 webpage. That's Awesomers.com backslash 23 to find all the show notes and relevant details about today's episode. Now, today I'm lucky because we're interviewing Tyrone Odioe, and he's really a classic rags to riches story. In as recent as 2015, his future looked very bleak indeed. He was unemployed, living on less than $400 a month, and he had just dropped out of college after considering going into medicine, but realizing that wasn't his passion. He got fired from his first paid job no less than 10 days after starting. It was not awesome. And what, what he did then is he was able to leverage kind of a, a really weird and terrible situation he had with his employer, and he won a little Scooby snack of compensation out of that, and he's gone on to double down in the e-commerce world. His first three months in business, Tyrone reached over 20000 a month in gross sales and has gone on to gross over a million dollars in online sales, including many months where he's uh, exceeded extraordinary numbers. He's experienced many up, ups and downs along the way, as we all have, including suspension issues after reaching 150000 a month in sales. Imagine the pain that it is involved when you get suspended when you're doing that kind of volume. Tyrone has spoken at many conferences across the U.S. and Europe, and he shares his knowledge and experience with, in the online marketing space, particularly Amazon-related, regularly. Uh, Tyrone also hosts his own mastermind and uh, is generating big influencers in the e-commerce space at large. Tyrone's main focus is scaling his own business through systems and team building to ensure he maintains his freedom while growing his existing business to new heights. It's going to be a great episode. Do not go away. Hello again, Awesomers. This is Steve Simonson coming back to you for the Awesomers.com podcast. And today we have a special guest. It's Tyrone Odi-Oi. Well done, Steve. You actually right? correctly. That's a pretty hard name to pronounce. Yeah, I, I did have to take my time and sound it out. But uh, Tyrone is definitely an Awesomer and somebody I've known for quite a quite a, a good length of time. And, and somebody that I know will be a great inspiration to other entrepreneurs and Awesomers out there in the world listening today. Uh, welcome to the show, Tyrone. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much to, uh, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, no, glad to have you as well. And so uh, just tell us right now, Tyrone, uh, where, where are you in terms of your business or your life? You know, what, what do you do today that, that, that I know that is so awesome or about you? Even if you don't think that way, I know it's awesome. So tell us what you do. Okay, very good question. So uh, pretty much where I'm at now, um, we've crossed uh, over a million dollars in sales. I started about two, two and a half years ago in this business. And from there, I just really developed a passion for really learning how to sell products on Amazon, how to build an online business the right way and the efficient way. So I pretty much went all over the world, networked with people, uh, met awesomers like yourself at different conferences and different events. And essentially, naturally, that grew into a mastermind group, which we've now put together um, pretty much over the past uh, year and a half. And, you know, we have some of the best people in the world in there pretty much from all different areas of e-commerce, Amazon, uh, pay traffic, uh, the whole nine yards pretty much. So pretty much I have my own brands, which, which we're growing, and we have a really gr uh, awesome group of uh, high network, high achievers in the Amazon e-commerce and pay traffic space. I love that. And 
and just for your own benefit, uh, Tyrone, uh, when you talk about crossing that million dollar threshold, a lot of people don't know over what course of time that is. I happen to know, but do you care to share that with the audience? Yes. So it's pretty much over the course of, um, I'd say we crossed it about just under two years in. Um, we had a, a lot of uh, success early on in the, in the business, actually. I started off being coached by somebody um, and pretty much the first couple of months were really, really difficult. I was undergoing a lot of pressure to kind of get things up and running, like trying a lot of different things, pay traffic, funnels, all that kind of stuff. And it was a very difficult time during those initial few months. And I'll be honest with you, during those first months, like it almost seemed like things weren't going to work out, but I, you know, I just stayed at it. And after the third month in, um, we were pretty much doing over 20K a month after just three months in the business. And from there, um, you know, the next, the next 12 to, I think it's the next 12 to 16 months, uh, we did our first um, 150K month um, in the business, which was really great. We also did our first um, 42,000 we did in one day. Uh, which was amazing, considering um, you know a few a few uh, a few years back, I was actually unemployed and signing in at the job centre. Which is uh, for those of you who don't know, that's basically uh, the unemployment line when you're here in the UK. Um, so it was a pretty amazing transition from going for that to you know growing a very sizable business in a very short period of time. I love that uh, that journey going from the unemployment office uh, to. Over a million dollars in a month is the journey we're on today with uh, Tyrone. That's kind of the, the run rate he's at today. And uh, Tyrone, uh, before we kind of dive in deeper to kind of what you're up to today, let's go back in time a little bit. Let's talk about your background, as I like to call oh. the, uh, the awesomer origin story. So tell us where you were born, sir. So I was born in good old England, uh, actually Manchester specifically. Ah, uh, Manchester, that accent uh, gives, out, uh, gives away the whole oper opportunity right there. Uh, I love that uh, Manchester accent. And uh, tell, tell us, uh, what, uh, what did your parents do uh, for the work when, they were, when you were born or you know, over their life? Yeah, so uh, my mom actually, um, her profession was as a purchasing assistant. That was what she, you know, she studied and she worked as. Uh, my dad actually uh, was an entrepreneur at one point and he actually had a clothing business, but unfortunately it didn't go very well. Um, and he kind of decided to pack it in. So from there he started working um, in sales in, in the UK. So uh, pretty much that's still what he's doing today. Um, he works in sales. But, um, you know, there is a little bit of an entrepreneurial streak in the family, but um, I pretty much, uh, I, I kind of see myself as the one who's going to follow it through rather than pack it in and get the sales job. No, no, uh, obviously no shade to my dad on that, but, you know, pretty much that's, uh, it's something I've really developed a very strong passion for. And I really could not see myself doing anything else other than being an entrepreneur. Well, it is very common for entrepreneurs to come from non-entrepreneurial backgrounds. Uh, you know, honestly, the, the fact that you have any entrepreneurial kind of uh, example uh, on some level in the past is very uh, unique. And so the, the people around us often don't understand the entrepreneurial journey, right? They, they're confused yeah. by the risks we take. They're confused by the choices and the decisions we make. Uh, and they try to often be helpful uh, saying, you know, gosh, are you sure you want to do that? Or that sounds a little risky. They, they tend to give that kind of advice. Have you found any of that type of advice come from people around you, family, friends, or others trying to help you, but ultimately working against your entrepreneurial drive? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, pretty much from the get-go, nobody ever encouraged me to do anything along the lines of being an entrepreneur. Everything was like, go to college, go to university, get a good education. Uh, my original career path was actually to become a doctor. And it was something I was very passionate about at the time. And, you know, when I did all my high school exams, I did really well. I got, you know, all A's for all my GCSEs, which are like the, the high school exams here in the UK. Um, but I've always been somebody that kind of questions things. So when I started to really read around the subject and really see how I was going to um, fit in and live my life as a, you know, as a doctor, 
um, I just really found that it just wasn't for me. I just found that I became very disenchanted with the whole industry as a whole. And, you know, I just really did not want to dedicate, you know, five to seven years of my life to do this profession, which, you know, could, could have been very uh, financially uh, beneficial. And obviously there was a lot of status uh, associated with being a doctor, but I just really did not um, did not want to do it. And so against the advice of pretty much everybody around me, I really took a gamble. Um, and, you know, I, I just really thought that it was time to try something new. I'd heard about people being very successful online. And, you know, I just thought to myself, well, you know, if these people have done it, then surely I should be able to do it as well. And, you know, after hearing about different success stories and seeing these courses online, um, I finally decided that I was going to pull the trigger and I was going to go all in. I love it. That's, uh, it, it really is a common uh, journey that we, that we often take as entrepreneurs to, to kind of have to push through the uncertainty, push through the unknown, and even against the advice of those around us who, who love us and, and are trying to do the best for us. But, uh, you know, in, in my nomenclature, the, the normies out there, they don't understand what awesomers have to deal with. And I love normies and I cherish the normies around me, friends, family, whoever they may be. But I know that the, the decisions I make and the things that I do, and perhaps you feel the same way, it's so clear in our mind, we have to follow it. There, there is no option for us, right? And it sounds like you went out of medicine and into entrepreneurial uh, endeavors because you had to do it. Is that fair to say? Yeah, because I mean, pretty much when I decided this wasn't for me, the, the medical route, I was pretty much doing quite a bit of soul search and I wasn't really sure of where I was going to go in terms of, you know, the direction of my career and, and in my life in general. And so it really became a journey of trying different things. So I was kind of still looking to do something academic wise. So I was looking into law, looking into engineering, um, simply just because of my level of awareness. I just was not aware of the opportunities at the time of, of being an entrepreneur, of starting your own business, just simply because there wasn't really anybody around me who had been successful in that area and was still doing it. So um, it really came um, by chance. And I say, I say that with, with some cynicism because I, I truly believe that nothing really happens by chance. I feel that, you know, when you really want something, um, you're not always, um, you don't always choose the way it comes, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. And so I ended up working in a sales job during um, a time when I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And while I was working there, I, it, it was a job that basically I had been given from the job center. Essentially, I was unemployed. Um, I wasn't really sure of what direction I was going to take in terms of my career. And they basically said to me that I had to go and, and, and get a job. Otherwise, they were going to cut off all the, the, the job seekers allowance, which was what they gave us basically to live on. I think it was like in U.S. money, maybe like $200 a fortnight or something like that. It's pretty, pretty small. I, I enjoy the currency translation, but not the language translation. Uh, $200 a fortnight, everybody. That's 100 bucks a week. <laughs> so yeah, very much. Carry on. I love this story. Yeah, $100 a week. So essentially, I started working this job. And it was actually uh, my first real job that I had. And so when I started in the job, um, unfortunately, the employer who was um, managing everybody day to day in the company, um, he was not the nicest person, to say the least. Um, he was a bit of a bully. He would come in and he would basically uh, make fun of people and just insult them, you know, pretty much publicly, like in front of everybody. And, you know, I'm the kind of person, I'm a pretty laid back uh, guy, like if you know me, I'm pretty relaxed, but, you know, I, I always feel like some certain things, like I just really don't like, like I really don't like bullies and people who belittle people. So I kind of um, stood up, um, not just for myself, but for the other people who were working there. And pretty much when I did that, uh, that was pretty much, uh, you know, my days were numbered after that in the company pretty much. So they, they pretty much made up an excuse um, to fire me from the company. But, you know, what happened was um, I decided that 
it, it was something I had to stand up for. And I ended up taking um, the employer to court, to an employment tribunal. And because I'd actually had an interest in law previously, I'd already kind of looked into the way the legal system works. Obviously, informally, I hadn't you know, officially done a degree or anything like that. But I was always somebody that was willing to do my own research, was willing to go into Google, was willing to, you know, look in and get the books that I needed to and, and just kind of look in and delve in myself. So I essentially went and I sat at the back of employment tribunals and I learned the system like over the course of, of a few months. And I ended up winning the case. I ended up winning the case against the company. And I got a pretty uh, significant settlement of around $10,000 in US money, um, which considering I was only working there around seven days was, was pretty good. <laughs> so, pretty good. Um, yeah. So after that experience, I just really promised myself, I made a commitment to myself that I was going to take that money and I was going to use it to start my own business and I was never going to work for anybody again. And from there, I pretty much uh, came across a course, which was called The Amazing Selling Machine. Um, and there was a competition. And this was really what swayed me to, to go ahead and pull the trigger. There was a competition to be coached by a very well-known e-commerce coach who was uh, called Jason Fadlin. And he was... Um, doing very well at the time. I think he was doing around 250,000 a month in sales, which considering I was living on $100 a week seemed like quite a lot of money and still is a lot of money. Um, so I just saw that as really like my ticket, you know, and I, and I just committed to myself that I was going to do whatever it took to get that coaching. And essentially what I had to do, there was a competition. And the competition was that you basically had to launch a product within four weeks, do all the branding, source it from a supplier, and get your first sale all within four weeks of starting. And there were several thousands of, I think it was about you know, a couple of thousand of people who signed up for this. And I think I was one of five who actually managed to do it. And um, that was pretty much like, the steam, you know, the steam in the engine to really push me even further. And pretty much from then, the first month, I was doing some incredible things I'd never done before. I was doing Facebook ads, I was doing Google AdWords. And the thing that really pushed me forward was he basically said that if I did not do all of the tasks each month and I failed on anything, then the coaching would stop. So that just really made like, me so determined to where I would not allow any excuses to come into my mind and I was just really focused I really believe in the power of mindset and affirmations and focusing your mind so I would literally every single day all my goals I would just keep writing them out I'd keep visualizing uh, them coming to fruition and I would just I would just do whatever it took if it meant getting up at 5 a.m 4 a.m you know working late you know I did whatever it took and by the end of those three months, I managed to do all of the tasks that were set. And I had literally grew the business to 20K a month, literally within three months. Hey, Amazon Marketplace professionals, congratulations on your success to date. Your creativity, strategic vision, problem solving, and discipline have allowed you to build your own e-commerce business. Wouldn't it be great if you had more time to focus on the things that truly drive the sales and growth of your company? Instead of getting lost in a dozen different services and countless spreadsheets, what if there was one system that connected to your Amazon account and automatically gave you the information that you needed to make great decisions and really impact your business? Parsimony ERP can do that. Parsimony is the business operating system for your marketplace business. With Parsimony, you get true double entry bookkeeping, easy financial statements, full customer service tools, and item by item profitability, along with project and task management, and more features are being added all the time. Learn more at parsimony.com. That's parsimony, P-A-R-S-I-M-O-N-Y.com. Parsimony.com. We've got that. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. That's such an amazing story. I, I love the fact that I think awesomers out there listening can identify with this uh, concept of, hey, I'm in a corporate environment or some sort of work environment where the guy I'm working with or the gal I'm working with is a bully. They're mean. And yeah. they're, they're, 
um, they're making it not fun to go to work, right? There's a lot of people who wake up in this world and go, I don't want to get up and go do what I have to do. Absolutely. And to be able to take that and parlay it into something where you had high accountability, right? Jason Fladlin, a brilliant uh, guy in his own right and a wonderful opportunity to be coached by somebody so smart and awesome. But he, instead of bullying, he's like, hey, here's what you have to do to stay in into this coaching program. So high accountability is not what awesomers uh, dislike. They dislike uh, a-holes. And uh, in general, we don't like a-holes. And uh, I, right. I, I, I love this uh, story. I, I love the fact that that was your, your beginning investment and that in, over a course of short, a short three-month time period, you're able to build a business into $20,000 a month, which is a very respectable number in its own right, not to mention where it's taken you today. So um, notwithstanding what we've already talked about, uh, was there any other kind of defining moment? Uh, it seems to be that the, the you know, quitting the job and, and deciding to hold the guys accountable for their behavior, your old employment was one defining moment for you. Was there another defining moment uh, along your journey that you think about today and go, wow, um, I really enjoyed that moment or I'm glad it happened or that you look back on and go, gosh, you know, what, where would I be if that didn't happen? Can you think of any other defining moments? Yeah, I think um, probably the defining moment um, for me was we had basically grown the business to a pretty reasonable size. This was like um, a few months after we had um, a few months after we'd reached the twenty k mark. We basically decided to launch another product in the beauty beauty industry, and. Um, we were doing a pretty reasonable amount. We were doing about 50K a month um, collectively at that point. And um, something really interesting happened. One of our closest competitors um, actually got their listing disabled. And so when that happened, uh, the business that we had literally um, tripled and quadrupled literally overnight. So we went from doing like 50K, 40K a month to, you know, close to 200k a month literally overnight just simply because the competitor got disabled and all of those sales started coming to us and that was great but it also posed a lot of problems as well because we did not have systems in place we did not have you know infrastructure we didn't even have a team it was literally myself and my mom who was working with me in the business doing the customer service so I can remember it was actually in Vegas at an ASM event when this happened and um, pretty much the whole the whole stay then was just we were just banging out customer service emails like 20 30 40 a day and we literally were stuck in the hotel the whole time so this was like a real 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 lesson for us and from there I just really realized that hey you know what like the technical skills are really great but if we're going to really run this as a real business and really scale it up, we need to actually learn business skills. We need to start systematizing things and we need to start building out the team. So from there, I started to really look into um, how to do that. I you know, read the book, The E-Myth, which um, is a fantastic book by Michael Gerber. And I ended up also taking his uh, E-Myth Mastery program which essentially is, it's almost like a MBA uh, from what I've heard from people who took MBAs. And it basically walks you through like how to systematize your business, how to structure it based on a lot of the, the skills within the corporate world. So from there, I, I really started to build out um, a solid team, uh, a virtual team in the Philippines. And then another really defining moment happened after that. And this ASIN that we had that was literally doing, um, you know, close to 200K a month um, got disabled. So, you know, pretty much the sales like literally went down to nothing, like literally overnight because all of our eggs were in one basket. And, you know, that really posed a lot of stress for us. And so we eventually got it back, back up and running, but that really taught me a lesson that, in business, you really don't want to rely on just one product. And if you have just one product and you really rest on that, then it's essentially not a real business. It's it's just something that's going to be there today, tomorrow, but it's not going to be there long term. So from there, I really started to focus on building additional products so that we could diversify our risk. And when we eventually did get it back up, 
we started to then focus on growing off Amazon as well. So selling through the Shopify store, um, also building out funnels um, so we could get the email addresses. And it's like one of those things that they always you always hear, it's very cliche that through the most difficult times, you really gain the most. And really that situation was something that really taught me so much about business and has really helped me to develop on the journey I am to become what I would regard as a a more well-rounded business person because at the time you know it was great to make all that money from just one product but it's always going to be something that is going to have its its season you know if you don't really start to diversify and really scale off Amazon and just focus on that one one channel then you really put yourself in a very risky position. And although we learned the hard way, it was something we were fortunate enough to come back from. And it really made me a much more rounded person in business and a much, um, a much, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A much, um, I would say, sophisticated seller, I would say. Yeah, listen, fundamentally, you've, you've uh, adapted and, and trained yourself over the course of time to start to handle these sorts of uh, lightning bolts that show up in, in, in business. And they happen to every business, by the way. They happen to your competitor, and you were happen, the, the good fortune for you when it happened to the competitor to, to be delisted. But when it happened to you, uh, obviously not as good. And so yeah. you saw both sides. You know, often at you know, the awesomers community, we talk about things like strategy, systems, and scale. And Tyrone's just touched on all three of those. The strategy of having more than one product, that's important, right? If you have all of your eggs in one basket, you're subject to some risks that go along with that. No matter how great the, the uh, salad days are when the sun is shining, right? Everybody's excited and why would we change it when everything's going great? There's always a change in the weather uh, coming and that, that just uh, happens. So strategy was one of the things he talked about. Systems is another thing. Uh, his, his business ground to a halt when it quadrupled. So you know, wonderful success can also be very taxing on you, right? And that's, that's a hard lesson learned. And I remember some of your uh, discussions we've had offline about this, you know, where, you know, going to Vegas for a little holiday time, a little conference time, you know, you got the family along with you, it's going to be fun. And, and it turns into just hustling in the hotel room all day, trying to keep up with the, you know, the, the fire hose of sales coming in. It's a Cadillac problem, as we say in America, but it, it's yeah. still a lesson that needed to be learned. And then finally, so that systemization was the lesson you took away from that. And then scale, this is, this is that fundamental point about being able to say, hey, I need a team. I'm going to go to the Philippines. I'm going to go wherever I need to go to build a team that can help me execute the systems that are on point with my strategy. So I think so many lessons in there, Tyrone. Very well done. Uh, do, you, do you look back at those days? I mean, it sounds like both of those, both the positive scenario where your business quadrupled and it was hard, and when you got delisted and it was hard, you're smart because you took lessons away from that. Is that how you operate your day-to-day life as you're always looking to learn? Absolutely. And, you know, I think um, the interesting thing was, and I, and I really want to like touch on this point because I think it, it really um, helps to put everything in context. Like we had, we had about four or five people who uh, qualified for the uh, coaching with Jason Fladlin when, when I first started and uh, one of those people um, was a guy who's a friend of mine. And, you know, unfortunately, he did not succeed. You know, he had all the tools. He had all the same tools I had. He actually had more money than I had. You know, he was an established person um, in his own career. So he had a lot more capital to play with. But, you know, the, um, the mindset is something that I've really, really focused on over the past few years and particularly always looking for the good in any negative situation is something that's really kept me going. So, you know, it's like um, in the book, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill um, stated that in every um, negative situation, there's an equivalent, the equivalent positive benefit to be gained from it. And whenever those situations happened as stressful and as, you know, as negative as they seemed on the surface, I always try to look for something good to take from it. So in the case of the um, the situation where I didn't, you know, have any freedom, literally, because the business had grown so big, I said, you know what, this is is, um, a problem, but I'm going to learn from this, and I'm going to 
use that to make it a benefit. I'm actually going to develop those skills that I'm lacking in. And when the other product went down, I again looked and I said, hey, this is something that looks really bad, but you know, there's some lessons that we need to learn from this. This, this was actually a safety complaint that a customer had made. And although um, you know, at the time I just wanted to dismiss it as, oh, it was a competitor, there were certain things that we realized that we could improve in the way that we actually package this product. So we then decided we were gonna include safety instructions with the product. We were gonna include usage guidelines with the product. And these were very detailed and these were things that nobody else was doing and still is not doing in this particular niche. And what that did is that not only helped us to get the listing back up eventually, but it also helped us to provide a better service to the customers we had. And that along with you know diversifying out, um, really building out a range of products and, and scaling off Amazon um, is something that has you know paid so, so much more um, in revenue and also peace of mind from that situation. So I really feel like the mindset aspect of, of, of being in business is, is so important. And that's really what's kept me going through those difficult times. And I'm sure you'd agree, Steve, that, you know, like you said, we, we all have these lightning bolts and these, these issues that come up in business, but it's how you really handle it and being able to roll with the punches and, and keep your head during those difficult times that really makes the difference from those who, who stay in business and those who don't. So I would say that that's been like a really key thing I really gained from those situations. Boy, those are lessons well learned. Uh, the reality for me has always been that uh, there are lessons in every situation that come up for sure. And the lightning bolts often present the, the biggest lessons learned. Uh, that's, uh, that's not suggesting that uh, Tyrone and I are saying, hey, wishing everybody out there a bunch of lightning bolts that hit you. But we are saying when they do hit you and it's inevitable, they, they will hit. Uh, that, you, that you're prepared for and that you're looking for the opportunity to learn. Taking that uh, from a blame situation into you know, where we claim the situation and we understand you know, what caused it, how to deal with it, even if it is a competitor, and often we like to blame competitors because it's convenient and easy, there's no point in blaming competition. There's no point in blaming anybody else. There's only the point of solving the issue and making it a systemic solution as you've done long-term, which will therefore help your customers. By default, the, the better outcome for your customers came about because you put in those style guides or uh, what did you call them, the uh, care guides? and it, it was essentially a general usage guideline. Um, oh, there you go, yeah. Yeah, and also it was a beauty product, so we decided to include a spot testing kit with the product as well. Huh. Basically, um, used picture illustrations saying, you know, test this on a certain area of your body first before usage. Um, and that really helped to mitigate any complaints that we've had since then. And although we um, had that down period, um, we have really helped to establish a much higher satisfaction rate for our customers since then. And the product is just um, head and shoulders above everybody else because we're the only ones that are doing that. And um, that's really helped to have higher customer satisfaction, but it's also helped us to develop a system that we can use and leverage for other products to also improve the customer service. And that's um, something that's really important. I feel like as somebody that wants to be in this long-term is what is the experience the customer has and how can you improve that? So now we include with any product we sell a general usage guideline and safety instructions where appropriate as well. Gosh, again, what a great lesson because, you know, making, first of all, it's, it's something that customers need, right? They, they need this, the, the general guidelines and so forth. The, the testing kit is really cool because the unboxing experience is really nice for the customer. They're like, oh, I can do a little test here and, you know, see how it works. Um, that's really, really smart, but it's, it's especially helpful for your team because your team now is going to be educated by the same materials that are educating your, your consumer, and so it makes that, that circle of information within your company, that knowledge base that you're creating, something that is much more effective long-term. Everybody on your team knows the same information that your customers know, and so on and so on. And so it really, really uh, effective. I, I love that uh, tactic. And I encourage anybody who sells a product or is a brand owner to take the time to understand what the frequently asked questions are for the customer, what safety concerns, if any, are there. There's concerns with 
health and beauty, there's concerns with supplements, there's concern with electronics uh, related to safety. Why not proactively uh, you know, overcome whatever those issues are and talk about those issues so the customers know better about it? Very good advice. Uh, so uh, Tyrone, is there a day in your professional life so far that you you look back and go, now that was that was a pretty good day. Uh, I know often entrepreneurs have trouble taking victory laps, so I like to call attention to this victory lap and where you may have just had this moment, this glimmer of time where you say, gosh, this is a really interesting day. I'm glad uh, that you know I, I remember this day or I'm going to remember this day. What, what do you think? Yeah, I would say for me, um, there's probably a few days. Um, the biggest one was was the prime day we had um, last year when we did a uh, 42,000 in one day. That was pretty amazing. Um, and interestingly enough, we could have done a lot more because this was our, um, I think it was our slowest moving product. And we actually ran out of stock of our best-selling product. So we, we could have done a lot more, but we still did 42,000 in one day. So that was pretty incredible. Um, and I think the other two I would mention would be the two times that I organized um, my own uh, mastermind event. Uh, and we had some amazing people. Steve, you were there at the last one we did as well. Um, and it was a really, really great feeling to see months of hard work uh, really come to fruition and to see everybody there like in the spirit of sharing and helping each other grow their businesses. Um, I think that those those three times were, were really my, my proudest moments in, in this business. Um, Well-earned moments as well. Uh, having Since I was at the uh, most recent mastermind in San Diego, I think back uh, January of 2018, the, um, the, the setting, the uh, meeting format, the, the whole thing was very, very professional. It was a beautiful place with amazing people. And uh, I definitely know that when Tyrone, you know, when Tyrone thinks about the entrepreneurial ecosystem, he's always of the mind of how can I help these people? How can I give back? You know, how, how do I uh, input into the system instead of how do I take away from the system? And this is one of the reasons why Tyrone by default is an awesomer and somebody I uh, respect and like a lot. So very good job on those uh, events, uh, Tyrone. I, I loved it. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. So let's, uh, as, as we start to wind down, I want to just talk on a tactical level. Is there any tool that you think of uh, in your day-to-day that you just couldn't live without? What, what, is there a tool today that you just think is really cool and something that you don't want to continue on in business without it? Yes, I would say there's, there's a few actually. Um, really for me, like once we started to make a reasonable profit and reasonable sales in the business, it, it was more so about having the freedom, you know, because when we made that money, uh, when the business, you know, quadrupled, literally we were making a lot of money, but we didn't have any freedom because we didn't have systems in place. So for me, um, the most fundamental things I found to, to which I literally could not live without right now is a few things. Um, one of them is a tool called Process Street. And Process Street is basically where you can list all of your SOPs um, for your business. So you can pretty much use it as a standalone um, system. So you can basically do a recording of a video of what you're doing. You can just write it out as a document and then you can set it up as a checklist so that each person can go through it one by one. So for example, how you answer your customer emails, how to issue a refund, how to um, you know, create a ship an inventory order for your product, all of the day-to-day technical stuff, which um, can be you know, not the best use of your time. Um, you can document those things through that tool. Um, the second one I would say, which has been really useful is IORAT, which is a really great um, SOP creation software. What that does is essentially it goes through and any task that you do online, it essentially 
you just do the task. So if it's issuing a refund, you would go into Seller Central, you would issue the refund, and then it automatically puts it into an SOP with screenshots and also makes it interactive as well. Um, that for me has been a really big game changer because we've been able to, instead of taking months to create processes, we've been able to do it in a, in a, in a matter of hours. Um, so that's been really great and important um, for me. And the other one um, I would say is the G Suite within Google Drive. So we essentially store all of our um, all of our data within the within within the team drive, and we share that across different levels in the company. So if we have customer support people, we'll have a customer support section for those people. If we have graphic design work done, we'll have a graphic design folder for them. Mm -hmm. And we also have domain emails for everybody. So that way, if somebody has to be let go from the company or if there's ever any issue, um, we can essentially capture everything that's been done within, within that company uh, employee because everything is stored within that domain email. And as soon as we um, delete that email or we remove that employee from that email, it all gets transferred over to the master account. So we've had some uh, turnover with different employees over the past uh, year and a half. And that's really been crucial to help make sure that we keep everything organized and we keep hold of all of our data. Um, and probably the last one I would say is Slack. So we use Slack for uh, communication. Um, you know, conference calls with employees and also the day-to-day -day communication. So I'd say the the tools that I could that I couldn't live without right now is probably those four. Yeah, that's for sure. That's a fully a comprehensive uh, suite of tools, as it turns out. Uh, yeah. uh, the The reality is, many of those tools I, I've used uh, several of them. Uh, I would use G Suite probably more actively myself, except I, I've got an office in China. And Google's blocked in China, so we have to uh, we use a, a different service than that. But I love the idea that of having your own domain um, and your own email uh, for your own team. I think that is an important thing. People often get confused about kind of where the knowledge in an organization lives, but you have it well documented and well laid out and within its own repositories. Which is uh, when you're in the middle of the fight to put together a process or respond to a customer, you don't necessarily think about the long term impact of those decisions. But boy, when you start to build an organization with multiple people and you're growing and it's inevitable to have some level of turnover, it, this kind of uh, mindset of you know putting together your repositories of information, putting together your procedures and your training really, really is a fundamental piece of the, the E-Myth system and, and as it turns out, Tyrone system now. So you're a very good student of the E-Myth, uh, Tyrone. Uh, thank you, Steve. I'm uh, just trying to be like yourself. You're uh, you're pretty pretty systems uh, systems master yourself, you know. So, well, I'm I'm a, a seeking mastery, that's for sure. I do love systems, and no question in my mind that you know the the biggest moments and the biggest uh, heights that we've climbed have always been on the back of systems, and those systems were ran by awesomer type of people, right? The the people run the systems, the system runs the business, as the old uh, e-myth saying goes. And so I'm, I'm definitely a big believer in that. So Tyrone, if people want to learn more about you or, or find you online, uh, uh, how do they do that? Okay, so uh, people can actually contact me through my email, which is tyrone at innercmastermind.com. That's tyrone, that's spelled T-Y-R-O-N-E, at innerc, I-N-N-E-R-C, uh, mastermind.com. Uh, and I'm also on Instagram as well. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my name is Ty Odioe, which is T-Y-O-D-I-O-W-E-I. Odioe, -E. is that right? Odioe, that's All it. Right. That's All right, right. I got it again. That's two, everybody. Keep score at home uh, and send in those score sheets for uh, winning a prize. Tyrone <laughs> will uh, send you a check. Uh, so... First of all, um, the, let's let's talk about the 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 mastermind that you do. Uh, how how did how does that work, and and who's involved, and and if people are out there and they're saying, well, gosh, I want to learn more about Tyrone or his mastermind, uh, what is the room like? How do they, you know, how would somebody from the outside try to get in? So pretty much the the way that we've structured it is we've 
I mean, there's a lot of different uh, conferences and events that, that happen, but I really feel that in order for something to be a true mastermind, that everybody has to contribute, you know? And I think that not only does that benefit the members um, because everybody is um, providing value, but it also helps to build trust. You know, everybody has skin in the game. There's nobody that's just coming in and taking. So, um, you know, whatever level you're at, we, we usually focus on people that have at least um, a million a million dollar business or more. Um, that's the usual um, minimum requirement. However, you know, there, there could be an exception depending on the person. Um, but the main, the most important thing is really the spirit of the individual. It really comes down to somebody that is, is passionate about growing their business, um, is also willing to share and is willing to, um, to basically, um, be humbled by people that know more than them. Like I've learned so much from people that know a lot, lot more than me. And I think that that's really the key to growth is that sometimes we can we can get to a certain level in business, which sounds like a lot. Like at the time, um, you know, I thought I'd done amazing, um, you know, doing the 42,000 in one day, you know. Um, and then when I met Steve and he told me, hey, I did like two million in a day. I was like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> that's a bad day. You know, I need to like really work. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, like, um, I think the most important thing is to um, really be willing to learn, uh, be open-minded, um, be willing to contribute and, and, and stay humble, like being, being a good, good spirit. And um, anybody that um, feels that they want to grow their business, feels that they're willing to offer something to a community which is focused around sharing, um, would definitely love to hear from you, definitely love to connect with you. Um, you can uh, send me an email at tyrone at innercmastermind.com um, and just give a brief overview of um, what your company's about, what your goals are, um, what you feel you can offer to the group and would love to work with you and, and try to help you scale and grow your company. I love it. Thank you for that, Tyrone. Uh, the reality, folks, is if you don't get around other people who have the same aspirations and, and dreams, then you're, you're, you're kind of handicapping yourself in the race. You don't have the option to, to see the great heights that people have come. And at some other time, we'll talk about uh, my first million dollar day and then maybe my first $2 million day uh, from uh, days in the past. And the reality is, you know, to, to achieve those things, we had to break our own paradigms. There were people that I had to go to uh, to break my paradigms of thinking, my self-limiting beliefs. So I, I really think masterminds are a very effective method of, you know, kind of sharing that spirit. And I, I definitely respect what Tyrone's done. Uh, Tyrone, as we uh, wrap up here, are there any words of wisdom that you would give to somebody, particularly somebody maybe who's just starting out and, and just getting on their, their own awesomer journey, their own entrepreneurial journey? Uh, any, any words of uh, advice that you may impart to them? Yeah, I would say this is really based off um, what I've learned some, from some pretty experienced teachers. And really the only limitations that you have in terms of where you get to, like your own level of success, is the limitations that you set up in your own mind. You know, we as a, as a um, civilization have done some pretty amazing things, you know, over the past few centuries. You know, we've... Um, We've put people into outer space. Uh, we communicate through the ether using cell phones, wireless technology. These are all things that, you know, a few hundred years ago, if you mentioned that, hey, we're gonna be speaking through the air and we're gonna be flying in outer space, uh, they would have sent the men in white coats after you, you know? So really the only limitations that you have to get to where you wanna go is based on your own thinking. You know, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can do it or you think you can't, either way you're right. And that is really so true. If you think and you believe in yourself that you can be successful and you can make it in business, then you will do it. You just have to be determined. You just have to stick at it. And just like Steve said, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are doing great things is a very important part of that. And maybe in your environment, there could be a lot of people who are negative who are not really doing the things that you want to do but you know the internet now is really making the world smaller 
you know, I, I traveled to the US to meet with these um, groups such as the amazing selling machine groups and different conferences. And from there, that really helped me to really believe in myself and see the possibilities that were available with somebody who puts in the effort and puts in the time. And when you see people doing great things and you see these people aren't any different than yourself, they've just stuck at it and they've been determined, that's gonna really impact you. And so I would say, you know, really believe in yourself. Um, be honest with yourself. Look at the mistakes that you're making and try and improve on it. If, you, if you're not using your money as wisely as you could be, um, work on that. If you're not around the, the people um, you need to be around, work on that. You know, pretty much any situation you're in, you can overcome it. You just have to be determined. You just have to believe in yourself. And, you know, who you're around is who you become. So surround yourself with those good people. If you have to save up money, if you have to borrow money to make it happen, just be willing to do whatever it takes. And as long as you're willing to do whatever it takes, nothing can stop you. And I know that first time from my own experience. I love it. Yeah, stop at nothing. Uh, there really is a point where people will reach where they say, you know what, I, I'm, I, it doesn't matter what it takes. I'll do whatever it takes. And that's the point where people are most ready and most uh, likely to make a, a long lasting change, a positive change in their own lives and in their own businesses. So I think it's very good advice. Thank you for that, Tyrone. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, on Awesomers. Uh, everybody out there, you're going to find all these details, links, books, all the references in the show notes. And so, you know, you don't have to worry if you didn't quite get all the notes taken down. You don't have to uh, go back and uh, replay or record or whatever you got to do. I guess you wouldn't record it. We've, we're recording it now. But uh, either way, the show notes will have all the details for you. And uh, thank you again, Tyrone, for joining us today on Awesomers. My pleasure, Steve. Thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed it. It's been uh, wonderful on this side. Uh, uh, everybody, again, show notes, go to awesomers.com and we'll uh, get those details for you. Uh, we'll sign off for now. Thanks, Steve. Empower. The name says it all. Connecting e-commerce entrepreneurs with great people, ideas, systems, and the services needed to stay business dynamic and to grow. Empowery is a network, a cooperative venture of tools and resources to make you better at what you do, because we love what you do. We are you. Visit Empowery.com to learn more. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. All right, to recap again, this has been episode 23 of the awesomers.com podcast. Just go online, awesomers.com slash 23 to find out all the links and details that we've talked about in today's episodes. I really enjoy hanging out and talking with Tyrone. Not only is he a great human being, but he's a brilliant entrepreneur, and he's young, and he's motivated, and he's passionate. And I find his story very inspirational indeed. Uh, he's overcome all kinds of you know challenges and setbacks, and these are things any of us can identify with. We all face challenges as we go, and I think Tyrone and his origin story is a perfect example, honestly, to show that you can overcome anything. You can get through it all, and as long as you take action and get going, you're going to be okay. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Awesomers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guests, team, and all the other Awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again. Awesomers.com